mean, look at what we're dealing in team. So, but he has a point. Why not make the terms of a merger performance-based? Exactly. What he just said. Yeah. I move, we vote on the terms of the merger. And I what, said what that guy said. <laughs> what, what, what both those guys said. God damn it, Bob. I'm about to reach over there and tear you a new asshole. <laughs> you jackass. I'm with right you, Bob. We talked this out. Fuck you, Bob. We talked this Welcome, to, welcome <laughs> back to Forfeit. Just another owner's meeting, uh, you know, with one of the greatest, uh, most, I would say not greatest, but most underrated, one of the most underrated comedies ever to come out of the uh, mid-2000s. Semi-pro. I mean, ever, ever created one, like. Semi-pro. What's up? Ever created. It was, it was Ever, 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 made. only the greatest movie ever made. I know, and that's how sad, sad things are now with everything. Those two broke up, and McKay and Farrell, it's over. Gary Sanchez Productions is no more. Well, apparently, apparently, someone in Philadelphia who thinks he knows his movies, um, you know, probably lost at least one Philly listener for the rest for the for the rest of his life, saying that Semi Pro is garbage. That's uh, I mean, it's not the greatest feral movie, but. Oh, what is what, we're we're starting a podcast? We got cell phones buzzing. It's not. It's, it's, it's probably one of our. I don't know. That might have been Chris Morton. I don't know. I got to check my. Yeah, feet. it's it's probably it's probably you know John C. Riley. You know, avid listener. You know, professionalism thrown right out the window here. I, I don't know. That could have been Peter King, one of our colleagues. I got to see because I mean we got a lot flying on right now. But I mean we got to we got to curb that NFL talk because we got to. The Sixers making moves over here in South Philly. I wanted to start. I wanted to start with a basketball comedy, probably the greatest basketball comedy ever made. There you go, John. Right? Can we say semi-pro greatest basketball comedy ever made? Yeah, I mean, far enough. Right? I mean, White Man Can't Jump is not a comedy. Right? Yeah. I don't know. That's just that's it's like I mean, a drama, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's Raymond. It's your Raymond thing. I don't think. Well, it's got comedic value, but I don't think it's a. You call it like a comedy. Uh, I mean, I think I mean that that that's the pinnacle of all. I don't know basketball movies. That's it. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's like all basketball movies, and then there's that movie. You well, know, according I mean, to Wikipedia, it is an American sports comedy film. Yeah, that's number White Man Can't Jump. Well, I exactly. mean, the East just been the, out here, baby. The East to win shits. It's on the internet. It's got to be true. To the West. Wow. I mean, Listen, think about it. We, I, I, yeah, I'll, make the rules, I'll make the rules. We have a handful of scenes with the Stooky brothers that are a little whatever. Stookies. But yeah. They even turn into comedies a little bit. I don't want to give it away. But, you know, I mean, you know, there's a couple of heavy scenes. You know, he gets robbed and, you know, with the, with the kid and stuff. And I guess it is. A, I guess but, it is. I mean, but the thing about it, I mean, every almost, I'd say four out of five scenes have, like, comedic value. I mean, uh, no, no, baby, you're shooting over to the sedan. Oh, can I pun it at least? Yeah. And a hook shot. And a hook shot. And a, can on. I use my right? Can I use my right arm? Come on now. <laughs> but but yeah. But to be disrespectful to Jackie Moon, you know, and the Flint Tropics. Let's get tropical. Come on now. That's just your own. Your owner. Your power forward. Your coach. <laughs> Brought to you the by Bush Bavarian. Come on. Duke's making the full court shot. Like it doesn't get any better than that. With the glit, I mean, with the glitter check. Come on. Terry bringing nachos from home. Yeah. Terry, get those nachos. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Trops. 
Because apparently it's at a link. You can bring your own food to the link, so it's 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 a bargain to go to Eagle Skates. You know, John and I were talking about that don't the even, other day. No, don't even start. We're not getting John and I. Uh, I know, John, but John and I were talking about it the other day. Like, like, remember you go to the vet and it was it, you'd bring like an entire fucking cooler. Yeah, yeah. you can bring like, a microwave. I mean, they didn't care. Like, it just didn't matter, and it was yeah. great. Like that. That's I don't know. That's what made that place special. Yeah, like the, 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 the Philly, the Philly, the Philly Franks with the free tickets. And, and there's yeah. like a rat as big as your leg walking by you in the urinal. And you're like, holy shit, what is that? It's, these kids are soft these days. They don't know shit. But did you guys see the, like, Peter King is tweeting about the, the lawsuit. Chris Mortensen's tweeting about the lawsuit. And, like, both of them are, like, pro-Brian Flores in this, like, this is bad. Well, before we get to anything bad, we got to start out with some good Philly news. The good news is, is that it looks like the Sixers, you know, can get the job done somewhat against a reputable team without their MVP yeah. star are we gonna, center. Are we going to do an intro? An intro? I've been recording for fucking. I know. I've, I just, that's why I just realized that. We don't ever. <laughs> I said, I said, welcome to well, forfeit. It's a typical owner owners meeting. Oh, I mean, oh. it was we let in with the with the uh, with the, uh seven pro. Though, we let go through the lineup. He didn't go through the lineup. You're, so you are correct in that. Oh, that's right. Okay, so with me as always. With, with with me as always, we've got Alabama Jayla. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. What are you drinking there? A Warlock Pumpkin Imperial Pumpkin Stout. I love God that. Damn, that's a hell of a drink right there. That's a man. Damn right. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to reach through the screen and fucking that beer. Warlocks are the best semi-professional b- basketball team that's ever graced the uh, the the gym the gym floors of uh, South Jersey. South Jersey intramural twenty-five to thirty-five year old leagues. No big. And we no got bigs. the hardware. We got the hardware to prove it, baby. We got the hardware. To prove it. The trophy. <laughs> we got we got hardware. We got hardware. Oh, there it goes, Bill. We lost Bill. He's getting it. There it is. That's one of them. It's one of them. Look at that. I would go downstairs to get the other one, but you know, it's it's, it's a little it's a little bit bigger. It's a I, might little, have to, I might have to widen the doorway out or something. Yeah, yeah. We got Wild Bill. Wild Bill yeah. with his drip on, his Joe Cool drip. Today. <laughs> got uh, Big John Stud with some Joe Cool drip and a and a and a and a and a very very impressive uh, cigar there, my friend. Fourteen inches. At fourteen inches. <laughs> <laughs> bit of it, baby. That's it, baby. Every bit of it. Uh, and I'm Metal Matt for for those who care with with my Joe Cool drip. I think I think three out of four of us are pretty stoked about uh, about Joe Burrow and and the Bengals. I mean, come on, how can you not? You know, underdog. Never won a Super Bowl in their franchise. Never won one. Been to plenty of them. I mean, they've been they've, the third. It would have played, played, played San Fran. It would have been the third time they yeah. played San Fran in the bowl. It's yeah. a shame. It's a shame that uh he's gonna lose, but you know, it is well, that's what everybody said against I mean, that's what everybody said against the, the Chiefs at Arrowhead against Mahomes. So I don't know, it's you know, the Rams were one blown coverage away from not getting out of Tampa, maybe at the end of the game. So, you know, that's I think that proved any, you know, we'll get to football in a second, but, you know, I, you know, if last year's Super Bowl with the Bucks going against the Chiefs proved anything, I mean, 
nobody had the Bucks in that game, and that was a, that was embarrassing for the for the Chiefs. So, and the game on Sunday, my friend, goes goes a lot of ways. So, so bouncing back to the Sixers game real quick, I've got I'm looking at I'm looking at the box score now, and I've got two. Obviously, the player of the game, I think we can all agree, was our boy our boy Maxi. But there's one other player that stands out. And I think he's going to, if the Sixers continue on this trend, going into the second half of the season, rolling into the postseason, barring any injuries or anything crazy, I think this one particular player that we picked up in the offseason is going to really be an X factor for, uh, for, for the Sixers. Um, can anyone guess who I'm talking Andre about? Drummond. Bingo. And My man, Bill. He's here because of Doc, and I mean, I keep saying to everybody, give Doc a little breathing room. The yeah, okay, yeah, back. sure, sure, yeah, it's and, Doc. No. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, and no. it's like, listen, it's a long season. There's going to be some ups and downs, some peaks and valleys with Doc. You got to ride it out. Yeah. You got you know, to take off the heat. But, no, I mean, Andre had 10 offensive rebounds. That's 10 16. more possessions. 16 points, 23 total rebounds. 10 offensive. Uh, five assists. He had two steals, three blocks. How um, many minutes played? Yeah. How I many mean, minutes did he play? What's up? Uh, 42. Uh, 42 minutes, same as Max. 42 from a 30-some-year-old backup center gave you 42 minutes. And you got – I mean, and compare it to Tobias Harris, who – now again, you know, I mean, he did what he was supposed to do, what we're paying him for. He 31 and five, 31 points, five rebounds, five assists. But like Drummond, we're not paying him to fucking score. And he's he he has more than he scored half of what Tobias had in, you know, pretty much the same amount of time. Tobias played 40 minutes. Drummond was out there for 42. But that being said, we had no Embiid. So you know, I don't know. Um, would have liked to have seen a little bit more from from Steph Curry. Um, well, he said an off night, but he scored nine in the fourth quarter, which was huge. Like he had, he didn't have any only, But those those were his only points. I mean, I know they were huge, but like, and again, Danny Green, Danny Green, pretty much hit the game winner. Um, but it's he's a you know, huge bench piece. You know, he's he's the kind of guy that you know I feel good having him off the bench. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, Steph's, you know, you got to figure out if Steph was 0 for 8 going into the fourth quarter, you're not going to go 0 for 8 very often. So it's. I just, said Steph. I meant Seth. I get these carries mixed up. I know. I know. I, 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 do, I do that too. I, that was like before I texted him, like, make sure you say Seth and not Steph. Yeah. Definitely a uh, easy <laughs> stuff. Like, why couldn't one be Steph and one be like Timmy? Hey, this is yeah. Timmy. Yeah. But, all, all in all, impressive showing. I mean, you know, um, I think, you know, for a moron of a coach that, you know. Uh, Played him, we but, won. I mean. But he had a good, I mean, he had a decent, but he had a decent strategy. You know, I don't, I don't think Doc's a moron. I'm saying, you know, for other people who think he's a moron who want to write him off and send him off to fucking Siberia already. You know, I think he had a pretty good strategy of, of, of shutting down Ja. I mean, now Ja got his – Ja got his, but over – I mean, he's, he's, he's sick thiable on him, and it was, it was, uh, it was um, not an easy night for, for Ja, to say, say the least. 
Um, we had no answer for Bain there. I mean, Bain kind of kept them, kept them, kept them in it. But all in all, I mean, I think uh, you know the Sixers showed grit. They showed um, that they can go toe to toe with a legit contender. I mean, the Grizzlies. I think they showed last night a stat: the Grizzlies and the Sixers are the hottest two teams um, since Christmas. I think they have the two top records since we're, Christmas. We're, we're 15 and three the last eight. We're, we, we have the most wins in the last 18 games. We're 15 and three. Yeah. We were 16 and 16 before Christmas and we we're 11 and three in January. And the Grizzlies uh, are third in the West and the West, no, I mean, we all know. I mean, the West is, the West is. The East is better than the West, but the West has the two best teams in the league and the Suns and the Warriors. I think Memphis is still a notch below. Um, but I mean, the Sixers are half a game. Hey, I literally half a game out of first right now. So for all this that's going on, you know, with that about thirty-three million fucking on our payroll playing right now, I don't know what else you can expect. And uh, the ben, and the Ben drama, you know. I mean, and I we like- really have. That's what I was saying. The thirty it cost thirty-three mil. But the other really big thing is, is we had no backup backup point guard. Shake's been out the entire year, basically. Yeah, I, mean, I have no backup point guard. I mean, that's. It's kind of for it's been Corkmaz, but I mean, Daryl's got to do something. I mean, we can't go into the playoffs. I'm fine if we keep Ben and try to go for the big whale hunt and whatever, but he's got to whether it's buyout market, a trade, maybe we trade picks for somebody, but we cannot go in with Maxi as our only. And Maxi's not even a true point guard. Like we really don't even have a point guard on the team. So it's you know that's a glaring, a glaring need that really has to get addressed at some. I mean, before the playoffs, if we really want to have a shot, because in the half court, once it gets to playoff time, you can't have, you know, you got to have guys that can dribble and create, and we don't really have that too much. So there's still some glaring weaknesses, but it's nice to see the team got fight. And that's, I mean, that's, they could have easily, you know, Memphis hung around, and this is the kind of game when they Memphis went up four with two minutes to go in the, in the game. And, like, this is a game, a, a team that, that, that's not strong you know, Memphis is just a better team when you don't have Joe, but they were down four and they, I think it was, I think it was Seth hit a, Seth or Danny hit a three to bring it to one. And then like we got, and it was just, it was very, it was impressive to see that we didn't fall when there was that, that moment was like, all right, we gave it a good shot, but we're going to lose now. And we didn't. And so I think it's, I think it's really, uh, you know, putting the screws to Maury to make something happen. Honestly, like it really is like the balls in his court, man. Like, I don't know. I guess I don't know what he, what he's got cooking now. I was gonna say too. I sent a text. I saw, and people don't you know people don't know what what it's about, but they think it's for trade reasons that Ben got vaccinated last week. He, oh, he had not been vaccinated, which thousand percent. So you know that could you know because in New York to go to the Knicks, you got to be vaccinated to play New York, and I think California you have to be vaccinated too to play in California. I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, that could open up, you know, is is, is Doc going to pull a, a Ben for De'Aaron Fox tree? Uh, Fox and Maxie in the backcourt would be interesting to see. Two legit ball handlers who, are, who, who go a mile a minute. Running gun. So, it's just, uh, no, I think I, I think these next seven, eight days are going to be uh, real telling. Because after we play the Wizards tomorrow, Beal's out. But then we play, I think, uh, like three, I think we play like the Bucks and um, 
the Nets again. Like we play some good teams coming up after tomorrow, so we're gonna see what we got. Because I mean, the, Net, the, the Nets have lost four in a row. I mean, they're reeling. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they decide. All right, let's get Ben in here now. But here's the other issue now. I don't know if I want to give up Maxi and Ben to get Harden. We've know. got we've got the Wizards tomorrow. Then we've we go to Dallas to play the Mavericks. We go to Chicago to play the Bulls. And then we're back home, uh, our last game before the deadline against the Suns. Yeah, so we play three top. We play the Mavericks are the five seed. Suns yeah, are the best. We play the, the we play the Bulls, which is the top like you know seeding, and uh, and then the Suns, which is arguably the best team in the league. Yeah, so I mean, if we if we could even win two out of those three, I'd feel good. I feel good, you know. You if know, we take the Mavs and the Bulls, I'll be happy. That's what I mean, exactly. And then if we maybe don't get blown out by the Suns, but the Suns, you know, it's, you know, they, they've never played us when Joel's playing like this. So it's, I think that's an X factor that we're seeing that. Well, it's all know, about matchups too. I mean. And I yeah, no, you're, you're right. It's, you know, if, if you put Maxi on Devin Booker and try to lock, I mean, uh, Fiebel on Booker, Fiebel. down, you know. You know, you know, it's crazy, too. I mean, they're the same kind of player, so I don't know if they, they could be on the court together. But I just keep thinking about if Brett Brown didn't trade Mikael Bridges for fucking uh, a guy. Well, I, I already forget his fucking name. He, he's out of the league now. Like the, the poor kid from Texas Tech got an infection, and we cut him. The, the peanut allergy guy. Yeah. What the, what the hell is his name? Uh, Yeah. We got him because supposedly Mike Mislik that um, Zaire Smith. Is that? Zaire Smith. Zaire Smith. That's it, Zaire. God, I just had a fucking old man brain fart. I did too. Suppose, I remember when no, that. We just we just try to we just try to delete these things from our brain. It's insane no, it's, how like you know the like the obstacles this team's been put against, and that's why like I don't know. I almost feel like this is the year like you know how the Eagles were in 17 like nobody now this, we were a little different Sixers because we were number one seed this year and the, and the Eagles were in a playoff team the previous year but I mean you go at 17 nobody had the Eagles pegged even when the division they weren't even pegged they just came they, they, they just came out took care and like I kind of wonder if the Sixers after last year's failures disappointment like pretty much heartbreak and collapse that there's you know the, you know we haven't been in a conversation until recently about being a contender like these guys finally got a chip on the shoulder. I was like, you know what? Let's go fucking play ball, man. You know, God forbid our coach coaches a little bit on the sidelines. Instead of walking around, uh, what, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's not a fucking challenge, Doc. Use it. God damn it. Guy just sits there and he, it's, I mean, but it's, uh, um, I, 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 I think this, I don't know. This, this team has a different vibe. Like, they just feel like they're tougher than last year. And I think a lot of it is they don't have Ben ruining the half-court offense. Like, He's he's not a six eleven goober. He's getting in the way for everybody. Like so, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm cautiously optimistic with this team. I, I feel bad, Bill, that you're so happy with this team because uh, it's 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 not going to end well. I mean, oh, I, I mean, you're going to ride this wave, this high wave. <clears throat> this team, this team doesn't get past the first first round of the playoff series. That's a pretty bold statement when their half game matter be in the one seat. 
Yep. And also, both of them from a guy that thinks the Eagles were like a half a play away from winning when they were down 31 nothing in a playoff game. But I, mean, I don't see how these two correlate that I'm you have an eternal optimism for a shit team, but a team that's been a one seed for the last two year and then a top three seed as an MVP level candidate can't get past the Raptors or the Wizards is, 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 is a little shocking to me. Um, I'm mean, sorry you're shocked. I mean, it's, it's pretty basic that. First of all, comparing the NFL to the NBA, two different things. Can't really compare. Um, yes, you can. Yeah, you can. Team, team, no expectations coming in. 82-game seasons over 16-game uh, seasons. We're playing two different sports. It's a totally different animal. I mean, I mean, look, look, look. We know that the Sixers didn't win a playoff series last night, so we can relax. But, like, it, it, it just, it's just nice to see them go up against a legit – contending team in the West, right? Clearly the better, you know, from the better side of the league and, and get a win. I mean, it was overtime win, but it was still a win um, without, without Embiid, without our best player. So, I mean, it's just, it's just nice. It's nice. And it's a little refreshing to see. That's all. Um, I'm not denying that that isn't a nice thing to say. I'm just saying there's a lot of eternal optimism for a team that, is according to the we'll same. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think what we're what we're getting, you know, we need to make a move. That's the thing. Like, like come February 10th or 11th, whatever the deadline is, Maury needs to go to work, and we need to see what's what's going to happen. Now, if nothing happens, then you know, I think our feelings might, you know, you know, change. You know, or our expectations at least. I mean. I'm really I have zero expectations with with this team in terms of the postseason. We don't know. There's too many question marks. But it you know, it was just nice to see like ser- like literally like I texted Bill yesterday and as soon as I saw Joel Embiid was inactive and was not playing, I texted him and said, I have zero interest watching this game. Like I had no I had no ambition, no interest to watch the game. But then um my mother-in-law puts it on. She's like, Hey, the Sixers are on. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll sit down and see what's going on. And I was like, Holy shit. We're like going into halftime with a lead. You know, like I was expecting like us to be down by like 10, 15 points, you know, sitting a lot of guys like whatever. But, um, and then, and then, you know, the game, you know, you know, panned out the way it did. It ended up being, you know, a hell of a game to watch. And it was, um, it was it was good to see. It was nice for the it was nice for them, you know. For I, I can can imagine, you know, for for the team to 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 get a win like that after getting just completely destroyed by them, what like a couple weeks ago, like going into the holidays, like in Memphis, we got we got destroyed. So yeah, but uh, Joe and Toby didn't play that game in Memphis. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I I I, I know where you're coming from, John, and. You know, and I and I and I understand, you know, why why your why your thought process is where it is, and you you know, you're probably not wrong, but I mean, I think let's see what happens, you know, come All Star break, come this, this this trade deadline, and see see what Maury's got cooking, you know. I Bar- mean, barring a miracle from the GM, again, like I understand the optimism and. Joel's playing at an MVP level. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that or refute that. But name a team that went into the playoffs 
with a guy with a, 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 a quote-unquote superstar, whatever you want to name him, making $33 million not on your basketball team, refusing to play, and getting far in the playoffs. I can't well, no, think of it. I'm just, I know, I'm just, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it like, I'm looking at it like this, like name a team that has a $33 million star, super quote unquote, superstar that refuses to play. And they're a half game out of first place. When we were sold a bag of goods of like, we need this guy to compete. We need this guy to win. We need this guy to be in it year after year after year. And we're in it right now. Like, I don't, but I don't understand the excite like NBA basketball. Like, you got eight spots, right? Eight teams get in, barring a barring what the the play in game now that and they eight, have eight and nine play, and then the winner of that gets okay. in. Okay, so you te- technically what ten? Nine. Well, no, eighteen total. Not eight, nine yeah. play. Okay, fine. Yeah. Nine teams now. Yeah. Okay, so you gotta really be really bad to be in the top or the bottom what two four six of of the league the bottom six okay we're not bottom six yippee kaye great but what is what do standings do for you in the playoffs oh you play a lesser seed well okay we we were the one seed last year and we play and and how did that work out for us now and we played today the Boston Celtics and Hawks would play each other. We'd go against the team that we lost in the second round, the first round. So that's why. Yeah, with, without, with, without, without bitch Simmons, baby, saw, baby shit soft Ben Simmons. Yeah. You know, maybe we get a guy, we trade for someone at the, at the deadline that is a veteran guy who has solid playoff experience, who not only knows how to shoot, will shoot the ball, and not be a little soft bitch when it comes to fucking delivering and competing. So, you know, I mean, you can look has at it. Has never happened? Has there ever been a superstar or a player transaction trade matter. at the all-star break that took, that helped the team doesn't, go? Doesn't through? matter. Look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's, Joe Burrow's uh, uh, doing uh, some firsts, right? I, I think, again, I think we're talking about two oh. different two different things here no we're not we're talking about we're talking about things that haven't happened in professional sports and you know it it hasn't happened until it happened so you know i'm not saying that you know i'm not saying that you're wrong i'm just saying you know what if you know all you gotta do is get to the dance you're saying john as far as what team has i mean i guess the only team i would say is the raptors when they got Kawhi and won a championship during the middle of the season you know that propelled them, you know, for that for that one or year. When, or when or when the Sixers got Moses in '83 and propelled them to get a chip. So you know, and 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 basically, and basically our Jimmy Butler year would have was could have been the same if you know we you know, but we didn't we we didn't play. You know, we, we choked in Joel Joel in that series was terrible in that Toronto series. He averaged 17 and a half points a game on like 30 percent shooting, like. That was the worst series of his playoff series of his career. If he even plays at the average level, we beat the Raptors. He played horrible. Like, you know, that was people forget. I mean, that was when he started crying off the court. And he, he knows he cost his team conference finals, at least. You know, who knows? You know, I'm not saying, you know, you, you can't see anything in sports. I agree. Um, but, 
But where I, where I disagree is expecting a first round loss, um, because in the NBA, it still doesn't matter. The best player usually wins in a, in a playoff series, and that's why we lost. Because Trey Young played better than anybody on the Sixers, and he he willed that team to win. And barring an injury to Joel Embiid, I don't see anybody we play in the first round that's going to be better than him on that court. I don't care if you got. I don't care if we play the Celtics and Tatum. We've already beat them. Already beat them twice this year. I don't care if we play the Raptors. We already beat them twice this year. I don't care if we play the the, the Hornets, who we beat in 16 out of the last 17 times we played them, which is a fact. So I, I will agree if we run into New, New Brooklyn or, or, or the Bucks in round two, it's here we go, you know. <laughs> I don't, but you know, well, maybe, maybe I miss, maybe I misspoke. Maybe I misspoke. So I guess let me let me back up. We always have this discussion about the Eagles, and I don't want to care, compare the two because it's not even close. Football and basketball are two different sports, but. Are, are we happy as Sixers fans right now in the situation that we're in looking at a crystal ball saying, man, it's February 2nd, 1st almost here. We're a couple days, a week or so before the trade deadline. Are we happy where our team stands? And are we happy with what we have right now going into what will be the playoffs? No, and no, and not right now. No, we, we're just, we, we're just happy to see that the the team has some grit and can, you know, I without mean, their without without their MVP player. I mean, that's it's hard not to get a little you know to get excited. And I know I get emotional with these teams, but when you're 16 and 16, and then win 15 out of 18, that's a little bit of a cause to be all right. This team could have packed it in and been one of those teams like the Hawks that are 24 and 26. You know, they're the you know that or or the Celtics that are twenty five and twenty five that win two or three in a row, then lose two or three in a row because they got no mojo. No, we won fifteen out of eighteen and beat everybody in our way doing so. They, they must have a pretty decent coach behind at the helm there, Bill. I well, mean, you know, it pretty much helps when Joel and B is score is averaging over thirty four a game in the month. So it's I think you know I I think it's actually it's it's coach proof. At that point, um, when you have somebody playing that well, and um, kidding aside, we're seeing a really big step from Maxi. I mean, he this is year two, and you know, in the NBA, you typically don't count on this got guys this young being key pieces. So I accept that. Like having the thinking Maxi can give us twenty every game, it's it's a lot out of a second year guy. It's a lot. Well, you, can, you can look at you can look at it two you can look at it two ways. Sadly, you can look at it being a guy you know. At, being a key piece to this team or having the trade value that we thought we would have with Ben Simmons. And now, unfortunately, because of the predicament, you know, shit stain got, got us in. We're going to, ha- in order to move him, we're going to have to package someone like a maxi. No, I mean, you'll, to, to get somebody big time potentially, or, or do we, or, or, or he holds on to them and we give up picks or, you know, or we trade a, a cork Maz and a first round to get a backup point guard or way to the buyout market. And, you know, again, you know, these aren't exciting, you know, you know, oh my God, now we're contenders, but just, and again, playoffs are different, but I mean, look at the Nets, you know, they've lost four in a row. They're a super team, quote unquote. And regarding forgetting the Kyrie vaccine thing where he quit on his team because he doesn't want to be follow, you know, follow what the NBA asked him to do. Kevin Durant is 30, what, 35, 36. 
I mean, I, I love him. I, I love watching the guy play, but we beat him twice this year already. Kevin Durant and James Harden. Um, Kyrie didn't play either time, so that's not fair to say they had their full squad. But I don't know. Uh, to me, I get excited when we go to Brooklyn against their full team minus Kyrie, and we, we win, and Joel's waving KD off the court saying bye-bye, bye-bye. And, you know, those are the kind of things that I guess get me excited for this team. That, all right, you know, they did every, I guess, well, I'll, I'll let you guys go, but I, I, they had every reason to let the season turn to absolute dog shit. And they could have been like, well, look what happened. And they all fucking looked in the mirror, whether it was Doc, uh, well, time will tell if, he's, if he was on the rally them, or if Joel just really became the Joel we wanted him to be this whole time and said, get on my back. We got, I got this. Just well, tell I me pulled this. Bit. I pulled this stat a couple of, this is a couple of days old, so. Um, but he sat out last night. So Joel Embiid has scored 170 points in just over 128 minutes in his last four games. That's good for 1.32 points per minute. I don't know if we want to waste a guy who's producing like that, like a season where a guy is producing like that, where there might just be, you know, it might be the the um, the analogy I'm looking for is the Eagles Super Bowl year where Howie went out and made those 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 free agent acquisitions and got who, who's the running back I'm thinking yeah, of Jay Ajayi Jay Ajayi I mean is there a Jay Ajayi type NBA player out there that Maury can swindle? And work his mojo, you know, and just right. you know, and that's have a little bit of an X factor going into the second half. You know, they develop the chemistry, they roll into the postseason, and who and who knows? The yeah. ironic part about this whole conversation is that the parallels that bring that Bill's bringing up regarding the Sixers currently and how they're playing is no different than how the Eagles played this whole season. If we really wanted to compare apples to apples. But okay, let me bring that up. I'll let you finish because the Eagles got in as the seven seed when half the league makes the playoffs now in the NFL. So I mean, they're not really a good team. Being a seven seed, you know, there's no expectations, and they get embarrassed on national TV, and you feel that we're like one or two pieces away from being a Super Bowl champion, where the Sixers have risen to the top of their conference, but yet somehow our first round exit. Like that's where my parallels are confusing. Eagles bottom seven seed, arguably next to the Steelers, the worst team in the playoffs, but they had a chance to beat the GOAT. Sixers are now the three seed, could be the one seed, but they're going to lose to the Raptors in the first round. Like that's where my relations are. I don't get, uh, you're optimistic for the worst team in the playoffs in the NFC, going to beat the Bucks, but again, the Sixers, the best team in the East, can't beat the, the worst team in the East. That's where my correlation is not jiving with yours, I guess. Well, I, I guess when you say things like, oh, they won, you know, five out of the last 10, I go, that's interesting. The Eagles did that the, la the last. No, they won 15 out of 18, but that's okay. Right. But I mean, again, we're going to sit here and compare 82 game seasons to uh, 16 game seasons. It's not, it's not even, it's not even. I mean, we'd have to look at the. I'd have to get Jesse, the head of analytics, to break down. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But again, 
again, I see the parallels where I see it. I'm sure the algorithm, John, the algorithm's crunching as we speak. Don't make me eat my words. The parallels between a team that, you know, the Sixers doing that and the Eagles doing that at the tail end of the season and getting in the playoffs is no different than what the, what you just said about the Sixers. Um, the, I think the big difference here, and I again, I'll go back to it, is that a player on your team, it's not like all of a sudden Devontae Smith came out, was out, done for the season, or uh, I'm insert better player here. Uh, uh, I'd say Jalen Hurts, I guess. I mean, Bill Embiid's the best player on the team. Jalen Hurts, is he the best player in the Eagles? I don't know. But take one of those players out and then get to the playoffs and do what you need to do. I think it's a, I think that's a, that's a, a little bit different in, in football terms. But again, I think that what you guys have just said about this team being scrappy and not like, oh, Ben Simmons isn't here. We could suck. And they're not sucking is no different than the Eagles team saying, no one counted us out. Um, we just traded, you know, our franchise guy two years ago. We got this rookie coach and rookie and and, and, and I'm sorry, rookie coach and you know, rookie players and look what they did. So I guess it's just funny how it's like very similar. Whether you agree or disagree, I just find it you know very very interesting. I mean, Joel Embiid's playing like an MVP. It's great. It's it's wonderful. I I, I think it's great for him. I just think that it's um, it's it's in. Um, the reasons probably why he's playing that way are for, uh, I don't want to say mood points, but for mood points. I mean, if he gets an MVP, that's great. But at the end of the day, you all, including myself, would rather be rather have a championship than MVPs. We've had this discussion before. I don't think this team is one Yay Ajayi type player away. And I don't think this team is a, is a James Harden level. I think a James Harden helps. But I think but you, you, need a you, more. you think you think they're a Zion away. I the Zion thing is a is future, right? Because no, you only have probably two or three year, three more years of Joel Embiid, and then you have to come out with a different plan, right? It's going to be a, maybe a young Max. He gets a Max deal, and then you're going to be getting rid of Joel, and you're going to have to have something else to build around. That's the only reason why I say that. Right now, the Sixers are in in a position where they need to go out and get a superstar to help immediately. If they can't do that, there has to be an option B. And that's not, that whether person's not young, James Harden. Whether it's, no, I mean, if it's, that's what I mean. If it's not James Harden and it's not Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard or, or a, uh, a proven guy, it's going to have to be a Tyrese Halliburton, a insert up and coming guy here trade that can work past the Joe Embiid era, is what I'm saying. That, and that's that's my feeling on it. Like, if you got James Harden tomorrow, does it make you a better team? Absolutely. Does it make you win an NBA championship? I think you need a little bit more. I think you need one or two bench players and James Harden, and I think you're good. But you also need that chemistry in basketball, too. You all would agree with that. It's not like all of a sudden, you know, it's just going to work out, you know? So uh, I said, we're the, season. War, well, the Warlocks didn't win overnight. I mean, well, we kind of did. One we, we, did first, we won our first lead, but, you know, I mean, we're an anomaly. We're an anomaly. Not, and not also, Kawhi, the Kawhi Leonard trade happened preseason. Pre it didn't happen in season. So that doesn't count. 
But, but back if, to if someone else has another one, I mean. But back to what you said, and I didn't say they were going to win a championship. I said they had a, they had ability, the chance to contend. You said they're going to lose in the first round, which <laughs> that to me is mind bottling. That a oh, team. Does that make you feel better? I mean, well, I, I mean listen. I just, I mean, that's just being realistic. That listen, you know, I don't, I don't think lose. they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win a chip this year either. I don't think they're going to win a chip this year either. But they need to. What they need to do is go out and get that value, that Jay Ajayi type person now. They need to and f- and land and land the Harden in the off season because Joel and B, we can all agree, he's got two years left, three maybe, right? And if we don't get our shit together, you might as well trade him. Exactly. So you're in a different you're in a much different position now than you would be two or three years ago with him. You know what I'm saying? Two or yeah. three years ago, you could have you could have made a deal for a young guy that you might have thought was an up and comer. I mean, Christ, you could have cha- you could have traded the farm for a Devin Booker or something like that yeah. to maybe see if it works. At this point, you're you're playing with Father Tom. So where we can land on this, where we can land on this before we shift gears is what I'm hearing is, John, let's get our JHI guy, right? Let's go into the playoffs. Let's get some experience like we wanted the Eagles to get. We wanted those young guys to get that playoff experience. Now run it back. Run it back, but run it back with with that superstar, you know? Maury's got to fix it. If you, He's got to yeah, fix yeah. it. That, that, like, this, that's what I mean. Like This year, like, piss on the playoffs. Or, 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 or do we get lucky? Or do we get lucky? It's You know what I mean? Like, I know, John, I, it's never happened before. You know? I mean, we can't, we can't think of a time where it's ever happened. But that's not to say it, it can't, you know? So, I don't know. And, I mean, the, and to your guy's point, like, about the West, like, okay, yeah, the Warriors would scare me as a team to play, right? It's like when... The 2001 Sixers played the Lakers. It was like, yeah, ooh, you're playing Shaq and Kobe and that team. I mean, the Warriors, even the Warriors team we beat twice already this year. That same Warriors. Yeah, team. but 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 yeah, but the Warrior. The thing is though, the Warriors have that second half of the season too, to get to get everything clicking. Seven game seasons are much different than one game. One games. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. They are, and 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 I would never argue that, but I think to say that this season is a wash I don't agree with that personally um, I think if you and again I'm not saying I expect this but I can easily make comparisons to the Bucks last year team to our current team as it's even constructed this year and I'll give you three re- reasons three no, players we're missing, a goon. we're missing a goon though we're missing a goon alright and you know you can laugh all you want Giannis was the MVP last year, averaged 28 a game. What, what is Joel right now? Averaging 28 a game, leading the MVP. Oh, you Milwaukee Bucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, 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 yeah, Milwaukee. No, no, Milwaukee. <laughs> like, so this, I'll take okay. for Tom Brady comparison. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm done being a jerk with that. Um, uh, um, my ahead. comparison, and just, you know, I, I, again, I'm not holding my breath or waiting for this to happen, but I can easily see – because this is what the Bucks were last year. They meddled around in that two, three, four range. Giannis took off. I was the best player in the league. No one's debating that. That could be Joel this year. Chris Middleton was about 20, 22 a game. What's Toby? 22 a game. Their third scorer, Drew Holiday, was 16 and a half a game. What's Maxi? 16.8. So when I see what the Bucks did, 
had one superstar be 30 a night, some nights 40. What's Joel doing right now? 30 to 40 a night. Mm-hmm. Toby, what's Chris Middleton doing? Low 20s, every now and again pops off 30. What's Toby doing? 31 last night. Again, it's not night in, night out, but has that ability to do it. Third scorer, Drew Holiday. Oh, the big trade for Drew Holiday gave away the farm. Yeah, we're 16 points a game. What's Maxi? 16 points a game. So well, and, and he's a solid and he's a solid ball handler and 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 can manage and can manage the the flow of the offense. So, you know, that's Drew Holiday. I'm saying. I mean, no, and I get that, but Drew Holiday off those shown potential. You know, I mean, maybe it's his coming out year. I don't know. So then, and and then you want to look at the bench pieces. You have Danny Green. I don't know. I think Vincenzo. I'll take Seth Curry over him any day of the week. Uh, you know, then we have Andre Drummond, a better backup center than we had last year. George Niang is a solid bench piece. And I agree. That's why I'm saying, as this roster sits now, we're, you're probably a second round loss. Maybe you get lucky, make it to the conference finals if you play the right team in round two. But there's nothing tells me to believe that if, if Maury does his job and gets a, another. Backup point guard, another maybe power forward, goon, rebounder. There's nothing to tell me that Joel can't be the best player in every series in the East this year. There, I, 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 I've seen it for him for the last 20 games. He, he did it a little bit starts the season. I think he was a little out of shape. I think the team just had that weird mojo with Ben. And I think they finally mentally have just checked out. I think that, that first month or two, it was the, oh, he won't really sit out or a play, having to answer questions. But well, and him showing up to practice had to have been like beyond awkward, you know. And I just think now that I'm just seeing a team that kind of has that you know like that same Bucks vibe that they have a legit superstar, and then two couple guys that could put up thirty. You know, Maxi Holiday. I'm not saying Maxi's as good as True Holiday yet, but they're same s kind of player. And then I like Danny Green, Seth Curry. I like Seibel. Like this team. I mean, Thibault's a first-team defender, and we haven't said his name once. I mean, a first-team All-NBA defender. I, I, that's, that's pretty good to me, to have arguably the, the, West, the best wing defender on your starting five. So there's nothing that this team couldn't beat. I, 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 and again, I, I mean, am I going to you know, run out and put money on it and say it's going to happen? No, it's stupid to do that because, yeah, you're right, John, 82 games, you know, they could go – Five and fifteen the next twenty, and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? I'm an idiot. Like, da 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 da. But I guess it's been a long enough period, about eighteen games, to say this team could have easily folded and they didn't. But it's like, you're right. There's thirty more games, and we'll see what happens. It's just I, I think, think to, to, to compare to, Tobias Harris to Chris Middleton, who I, I mean, I'm not a huge Chris Middleton fan. I mean, I think he's I think he's better than Tobias Harris. I mean, he hasn't been consistent for us ever. Since he's been traded here, he hasn't been a consistent scorer, shooter, takeover, game guy, first, second option. Has not been that. Hey, if he can make me look like an idiot, which many people do, more power to him. But I think you still need that. You still need that extra guy. And he... It, it, with that contract and what we gave him and what we expect of him, we hope that he turns into that. But I think that it hasn't happened yet. And I think you need to get that out of a, a number two guy. But no, I, I, and that's you what I mean. I'm, Chris but, and Drew Holidays, if you can combine those two with a Matt, can you take Tobias and Maxi 
and sort of compare them to Middleton and Drew Holiday. I mean, like, it's a lot to expect of a second-year guy, but it could happen. It could happen. No, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the stats, and, again, I know you love stats. Love stats. career-high average is 20.9. That's what Toby's average is. Drew Holiday, 17.8. I, I misspoke. And Maxi 16.8. So, again, and, and, again, I, I would take Drew Holiday over Maxi right now on this team. Currently not long-term, but, like, for this season is to have, yes, I'd rather have Drew Holiday. He's a proven, you know, winner in the league. He can play ball. But what I'm saying is this team gives me that same vibe that you have. We have one elite. Because last year, Joel never even touched this level of play. We can all agree upon that. This is the best Joel's ever played in his career. Like, I think that's pretty unarguable. Like, he had flashes last year and the year before. Oh, he put up 42 tonight. Then he follows it up with a 22 clunker. He's night in, night out. You just see it. The way he jumps up the court more. He's just, get out of my fucking way. Like, and I just see that next step in him. Again, long season. Got to do it in the long haul. The same exact thing happened to Giannis last year. When he just was like, this is my team. We will win. And Middleton, like I said, had 18, 20 a game. But every now and again, puts up 30. What's Toby doing? Exact same thing. Maxi, exact same thing Drew's doing. Again, it's it just a lot of ifs, so I'm sorry. I know I'm repeating myself, but I, I, I am choosing to think that it wouldn't shock me to see him made a deep run into the playoffs. Like, I wouldn't be like, how did this happen? It's like, all right, they're playing to their potential. But that said, do I think we need pieces? Yes, 100%. Like, if we went into the playoffs just with this current team, it's I would not feel nearly as confident if we didn't get a Cameron Payne or somebody off the bench. That's like, all right. We got a guy that might put up 15 any given game that we need because, you know, we talked about this more in detail, but the NBA, if you score 110 points, you win like 70% of your games. And I can tell you. I always I say rule of thumb. I said the rule of thumb. I say it all the time. First team to 100 wins. And more often than not, and it was 99-99 last night. And Sixers, or it was 99-98 and Sixers score to lay up, make it 100 to 99. And I was like, here we go. I think you're going to see in the playoffs a different scheme against the Sixers. Because if, I think teams are much more apt to let Tobias Harris shoot the ball or Seth Curry shoot the ball or Tyrus Maxey shoot the ball than they will in beat. I also think, I mean, you're going to, if you're smart, you're going to double Joel, have him throw the ball out. And then you're going to have to hope that, Danny Greens of the world, the George Yang, whatever you say his name. Yang. Yeah. Can he can hit threes? Because or Seth, or, or Seth. I mean, we've got we've got a curry. So got a, got and, and Maxi playing light years. I mean, we saw it last year in the Hawks series when Max Maxi got a little run that game, but Doc doesn't play rookies and didn't really let him play after that. And again, I don't think Maxi's the second coming at this point of, you know, uh, Chris Paul or anybody, but this kid was given an opportunity and he's taking the bull by the horns. And that's exciting to see that one of our draft picks, a homegrown guy is given the sh- chance and he's coming in and just went bucket for bucket with John Moran last night. And you can't deny that Jai had 37 Maxi had 33. It was bucket for bucket. And I, I it's, 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 it's just nice to see. It's just refreshing to see. That's all. It is. And that the kid just is easy to root for. And, and, you know, it's just nice, you know, with Joel playing the way he is. I mean, Toby's the only guy that makes it tough to root for because a lot of reasons 
obviously, because he's soft. But this team is full of guys, in my opinion, that's easy to root for. I like, you know, Steph, Thibel, Joel, Maxi, love them. All the Danny Green, love them. You know, it's it just, you know, so it's not, a, you know, it's not like, oh, God, it's bet, like, so, but you're right, 82 games, you know, we'll see. We've had some good teams coming up. If we get embarrassed these next three games, I might be singing a different story next episode. Say, man, it was like, it was a great, it was a, was, go ahead, John. No, go no, 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 go. I was, I was going to transition. So your final. I was going to say we're all in agreement then that by Jan- February tenth we need to make a move. Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Absolutely. You're right. I mean, I, I mean, I by that. February tenth, it's 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 make or break. I mean, we're either going to be we're either going to be stoked or we're going to be not stoked. You know, and what we're talking about now is just it's nice and refreshing to see that they have some grit, but like knowing that there's still work to be done. Like February 10th, they need to deliver something. And if they don't deliver, you know, we could, you know, we could have a podcast on February 11th and we'd be like, I'm out, I'm out on this team. You know, like, I mean, it does, you know, I was still root for them, but still, you know, still a lot. Still, the course, still. The, the course of the season and the expectations will be drastically different, you know? But that's, yeah, that's something to table for, you know, February 11th or, you know, whenever we whenever the next podcast is after the, the, the deadline. But needless to say, it was a great night in uh, Wells Fargo Center. And speaking of great things, we had the greatest uh, quarterback of all time retire officially. I just want to. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, I'm just looking at – I got curious. I just wanted to see um, who was in the league um, Tom during Tom Brady's rookie year. I just wanted to go down memory lane. And I'm seeing names like Dante Culpepper, <laughs> Vinny Testaverde, uh, Kerry Collins, Kurt Warner. Was Barry Sanders still in the league? Well, I'm just looking at I'm looking at QBs. Wow, um, I, I can look at I can look at uh, other positions, but um, Ryan Leaf, <laughs> uh, you got Brad Johnson, Jay oh, Fielder, um, Chris Chandler, uh, who uh, Doug Flutie, Doug Flutie still in the league, Flutie Flakes. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, when you start putting it into perspective, like Drew, of course, Drew, Drew Bledsoe, um, Jake Plummer. Uh, I mean, these are guys still competing at a higher level. Brett Favre, Jerry, uh, Jeff Garcia. I was going to say Jerry Garcia. Uh, Peyton Manning, of course. Uh, I mean, guys still competing you know, at a high level, it's just it, when you look at start looking at that, it's like, man, the guy had a run. He just had a run. Um, a run of greatness. You know, it's crazy when you think twenty years and how many. There's been twenty, almost twenty-two Super Bowls, right? And he's probably in like eighty percent of them, right? Like, he was in. I think they said. Um, I heard a stat. He was in more than 50% of the Super Bowls during his playing career. Um, 10 Super Bowls, won seven of them. 
Five of them, he was the MVP. Three league MVPs. Um, tons of passing records, scoring records, all that. Randall Cunningham is still in the league. Um, was he Vikings or Cowboys at that? Dallas. Uh, Warren Moon still on a roster. I mean, it's just crazy to just Trent Dilfer, <laughs> Super Bowl champ, right? Yeah, as many as a Rod, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, coach, right? Player, player then, but coach now, right? Mm-hmm. And about to be the coach of the Vikings. As I'm saying, player then, like think of that, like yeah. But I mean, you look at that. I mean, the the twenty years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, right? Like Big Ben, Breeze, Manning, Favre, and those are some some really good names, right? And Tom Brady had double, triple some of the. You know, I mean, like he was in so many more Super Bowls and oh yeah, seven rings. It's it's not even close. It's like, crazy. I I wonder though. My my question that I've been thinking about because we've been talking about LeBron a lot and Jordan and goats and we always, we always go back and forth on that stuff. Does it tarnish his legacy to go to the Buccaneers and win a Super Bowl? No. Or does that, does it? And the reason why I asked that is that a lot of players in sports, sports organizations now are doing the, I'm done with this organization. I'm going to another one and starting to build their, their super team. I, I kind of feel like my opinion on that is like, I kind of feel like I, I kind of feel like it is kind of like a black cloud for him. Like, okay, he won a super bowl, but like he had to go to a team where he picked exactly what he needed. Well, and I think that sort of, I sort of, that tarnishes his. Don't, well, you can look at it that way where you can look at it like, he had such a rapport and so much respect for these guys that like he could basically get anyone to come play with him. And they knew that like, there's a very, very good chance they could win a chip and to answer your question, um, Barry about Barry Sanders, Jesse, he was not in the league. All right. Well, but here's the thing with, with him before he went to Tampa, there was always that like, is it Belichick? Is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Right. Is it Brady? Is Brady just the, you know, the Uber system guy, or is he really an elite quarterback? He goes to another team. And in the two years he's in that team, they win a Super Bowl and they were a favorite to go play for another Super Bowl. And if it wasn't for a blown coverage at the end of that game, they're probably playing last weekend with, you know, so there's something to be said for, for that now, you know, to John's point, he did pick, you know, the, he couldn't have picked a better landing spot, you know, and then on top of it this year, he gets even better player, like more, like it's, it's before those guys started getting hurt. He had the most talented. Well, how old was he when he went to the Bucks? He was 42. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a 42, it's like, all right, if I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, but like, you you could say that you know before the injuries, 
if you look at like the Eagles wide receivers and tight ends, and then you look at the Bucks wide receivers and tight ends, there's not a wide receiver on our team that starts for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And maybe Dallas Goddard can get a start as the third tight end on that team. Like, but Brady probably would make at least one of them look like a starter. Yeah. But I mean, but that's, that's how ridiculously deep that, that team was like, I mean, Jesse, you also like, we forget about like Antonio Brown, like the guy that was like retired and then he got him to come back out. Like mm-hmm. Antonio Brown was a huge part of the Super Bowl and, and yeah. they're wrong. And it's yeah. like, Oh, if you can get arguably one of the best wide receivers to come play with you, is that a competitive advantage? Sure. Well, and Gronk. And Gronk. Yeah. Bring Gronk out of retirement. Thank you. It's like, it, it, it's kind of like, I want to go to the basketball court and play pickup game, but I'm going to bring, you know, four college level guys and we got next. It's like, well, you know, obviously you got the advantage, you know? It's just, it just thing like, I guess I'm one of those guys where, you know, I watched a, a video the other night about Michael Jordan, how, how his career ended and how he went back to the Wizards and how it didn't work out. And it was kind of like, that was the, that was the part of the last dance that you never saw. You know, the fact that he came back and played for the Wizards. And it was kind of like, it was like that black cloud. Like, he wasn't good. Like, he showed he could play, he could play, but like, what did it do? Like, for his career, it did, it did nothing. Okay, you argue Brady won a Super Bowl, right? But if Michael Jordan could have picked to go to the Lakers, would he have won, you know, a, like won another finals? Like, that, that's just the question that is. Well, the thing with Jordan is, is didn't, didn't, didn't he end up? Didn't he end up? Didn't Jordan was good enough for anybody to want him. Like, you're missing the point that Brady was still playing at an elite level. To where, yes, he had the best weapons, and you know, it's he, you know, he wanted to stack the deck 100%, but he still has to go to the line of scrimmage, read the defense, throw the ball. It's not like it's you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and the ball just flows somehow out of the behind the line to these guys. Gordon was cooked, he couldn't jump. Like, if he could play at all, there would be 20 teams lined up to get him. He was done. Brady, nobody knew the Bucks were quarterback desperate, and they rolled the dice. I mean, San Fran said no to him. Like, people, like, teams were thought he was caught. Like, he wanted to go to San Fran. Like, that was his childhood team. Kyle Shanahan said no thanks. Like, so the Bucks rolled the dice and said, hey, he's 42. He could be cooked, but if he's not, we got a great lineup. So I get your point that he went to the best situation, but it wasn't like the Bucks were a 13-win team the last five years. They hadn't been to the playoffs in 17 years until, until TV 12 shows up and shows that locker room how to be professional and how to be winners. So right, get- but also but also gets also gets Gronk, mm-hmm. also gets Antonio Brown, also trades for Legarrette like you know, also gets all these guys, picks where exactly wants to go and does what he does. It's like again, it's like I get your your Jordan compare your Jordan thing like Jordan was still averaging like 20 some points a game with Washington like the Lakers could have used twenty points a game. I'm sure. I look at the I look at the Washington thing with Jordan though, because wasn't Jordan? Didn't he? After he retired, he swiftly went into the front office there. They gave him, they made him like vice president or president of basketball operations. Like I think that was probably like, look, we're gonna give you a front office job. Come play for a season or two. 
get some butts in the seats, get some season ticket holders, and then you can move into the front office. Like I, I, I don't think there was any, you know, any, any, any. I think Brady's expectations of Jordan doing anything crazy there, other think, than making money. <laughs> I think Brady's reason to do it was more of a, of a, um, of screw you to Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and I and I respect they that. They didn't and want I respect them. that, but at the same token, I'm like. All right, you kind of did it dirty, but okay. But how's it how's his fault when he's a free agent and they don't even offer him a contract? Like it wasn't like he was like I, I would get your point a little bit. It would agree with you a little bit more if he was like pulled a Devo like I want out of here, trade me to Tampa, or I'm not showing up. He had no contract. He wanted weapons. Belichick said I can't win with you. We're not going to offer you anything. Like he didn't get offered a contract. So basically, he had to go find a new team. And I guess I respect the fact that he was smart about it. Like, I don't want to play in the cold. I'm 42. Fuck go playing. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, maybe he could have gone to the bears or, you know, a team that Denver, maybe that needed somebody like, so I, 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 I get what you're saying. You know, it, I, it's, he went to a loaded team, but did he really have a choice? Cause he didn't have a contract for them for the next season. Like, well, I mean, Belichick said he never wanted so I mean, like, I don't know where. I mean, I don't know where the the honesty lies here. Like, you know, Tampa no, was. Right. A- I mean, it's, it's it's all I know is that in 2017, Belichick. We talked about it today on part in the, on, on undisputed. Or our colleague Skip and Shannon, that in 17, Belichick went to Kraft and said, "I want to trade Brady. Jimmy G's our guy." Brady went to Kraft and said, "I don't want to leave here. I still got it." And that was the only time in Belichick's career that Kraft stepped in and vetoed it, vetoed something. And Belichick supposedly told him, if you ever do this again, I'm out. Don't ever do this to me again. This one time, I'll let you do this. And then in 20, again, he's a reporter. Who the fuck knows? That Brady said, I need more help on the outside. We need more weapons. And Belichick said, no, we need a quarterback who can play better than you. Like, And that's when Tom, I think, the fire and Tom Belly, you're right. He's like, oh, I can't play good enough anymore. And that's what it is. Like these you know. guys are competitors. Like, and that's you. I mean, you tell you're not going to tell. Going back to your Jordan comparison, John, you're not going to tell Michael Jordan he's cooked. Like the other thing with Jordan, you're not going to tell Kobe Bryant he's cooked. You're not going to tell. Look at how Kobe ended his career. I mean, and you almost got traded. You almost, right. At one point, no, I know you were right. You're right. Like, and, thank thank goodness he didn't because I I still think like. He's one of the but he would have thought guys but, who didn't leave. But, 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 but what I'm getting at is, like, say he did get traded, he probably would have been like, okay, assholes, I'll show you. I'm not cooked when, like, everyone knows he's cooked, you know. But, like, luckily for Brady, he had one more, he had one more good season in him. Yeah, you know? he had 43 touchdowns this year, number two in the MVP. Like, and that's the thing, too. Jordan went from 32 a game to 20 a game. Like, that's a drop-off. Brady threw 40 touchdowns, like, back-to-back years at 42 and 40. Like, his game didn't drop off. He says, well, he's leaving. Because they were saying it before, too, is that he was very anti, I don't want to, like, a farewell tour. Like, oh, Tom, this is your last time playing in New Orleans. How, like, he didn't want to do any of that. He just wanted, when he was done, he was done. And I think that kind of partly why he's hanging it up is two reasons. And I will say this, John, you're right. 
because he knows he's going to lose Godwin. He's going to lose Leonard Fournette probably. They're going to they're going to lose their center Jensen. He's going to get paid. Um, and the team won't be as good next year. Like they're kind of in a, in a rebuild, like the Eagles were in eighteen nineteen. Like, what pieces do we have to keep, and what can't we afford? Because they played so good. So, I, you know, to his point, you're right. Is he's like, why well, do I want to come back for a nine or ten win team that's not going to do shit when I can hang it up? And you know, I had a good run. I, and the other thing too is he, he had no major injuries. Like, you know, so again, I I get your point that it's you know he cherry picked his team and. But I, I mean, I think I mean, I, I know you've recently switched your opinions on him, but it's like LeBron. I mean, LeBron's done his whole career. Get me that guy. Get me that guy. I want to play with Anthony Davis. Make it happen. And, and that's, why, it, that's why I think you lose. And that's why I brought up the question, because I feel like you lose a little bit in your in your legacy by doing that. I mean, yeah, it's it's a much different world now in professional sports where, you know, you said it early. You said it during a text thread that like. These guys, like these guys, now feel like they're friends. And back in the day, it was like, no, they're enemies. Yeah. And in football, in football, I think they're even worse enemies than they are friends. But you know, I think Tom Brady just like my whole thing was like he did a LeBron. He went and picked a team that was the perfect place for him, and brought three or four guys and helped get three or four other guys to come there, and. It, it he did what he did and and won a Super Bowl. I mean, hat tip for doing it. It's very difficult to do, but it also doesn't hurt if you're able to do that. Because like right now, what's what would be stopping Aaron Rodgers from going to down to the Bucks and bringing Devontae Adams and bringing a center that he likes from maybe another team and doing this all over again? Right. I think that sort of lessens the the beauty of professional sports like so then, again and, and i'm not saying this argument permanently i promise so then you wouldn't want howie or like jalen hurts to say hey you know what i'm friends with calvin ridley let me talk to calvin ridley get him up here and that's why i went on the outside so like so like that would bother you then if, if jalen talked howie into getting calvin ridley no, that- well so then so then so then but what- jalen wasn't Jalen isn't trying to leave to go start a, another team. He's at a current team. If, if Tom Brady stayed in New England and said, hey, Mike Evans, I'd love to play with you. You're a free agent. Come play with me. Yeah, well, what would be wrong with that? It's the so, fact that he left the organization he was with for 12 years and won many Super Bowls and had a dynasty and then went to a totally different organization and said, come on, guys, come do it with me over here. It's but like, to Bill's point, if Russell Wilson signed with the Eagles and he was like, I can get DK Metcalf to come, I can get. It would be dirty. Yeah, yeah so it would be dirty. Okay. It would be dirty. I mean, I, I don't, yeah, selfishly yeah, inside, exactly. you're like, yeah, awesome, but it would be dirty. It would be absolutely be dirty. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't, I, 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 I guess I don't see how it is when. The goal of professional sports is to get the best players you can around you to win, and you know, w- you know, without, I guess, you know, I guess, I mean, I mean, there, well, no, you know, there is no, I guess, it's their salary cap and their signings. If the league approves a, a deal, I don't know how it's dirty. I just, I mean, it's everybody tries to get the best team they can to get together, but the reality is, is guys aren't going to come out of retirement to play with Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz. 
but they do for Tom Brady. And I think that's, I think some of it is not, not Brady hate, but I think Brady fatigue with, with somebody like yourself. Combination of the two. I think, it, yeah, I think it is. And that's fair. Like, like you don't have to like the player, like, and, and you have ever read not. You can all be honest. Jesse, would you be happy if, if Brady was in another Super Bowl this year? No, I wouldn't have been happy. Right. I mean, we're, we're done. We're, we're, we're sick of it. He's great. We get it. It's not like he only has two rings or one ring. He's got a couple hands full of rings. It's like, all right, dude. Like, fuck off and be a dad. Like, yeah, go home. Yeah, go bang your wife. Like, go do other shit. You know what I mean? Like, but like, you know, and it, it's funny to finally hear him be like, oh, you know, I've got to do this for my family and I've got to do this for my family. It's like, bro. Your kids are grown. You've already missed out on all of the shit that that people really look forward to as a kid. It's it's done. Your 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 kids aren't you, you know his his kids are you know they're they're almost teenagers. I think most of them at this point. Like when you, he got when he got um suspended, Jesse. I watched that man in the arena thing. When he got suspended for Deflategate, he basically just went away from football. And took his um his oldest son to like Michigan, went to a couple of college football games, and like he was like that was like really great for me to do that. I was kind of like, well, bro, you you could do that, you know, like oh that's part of being a dad. Like you know, of course I'm not you know judgmental, but I was kind of like, you know, you're you're 44 now, and it's like oh it's such a hard decision to make. It's like, dude, like go be with your family. You got nothing else to prove. You did mm-hmm. it. You said fuck you, Bill Belichick. You're the man. Great. You know? Yeah. Now go right out in the sunset. Like, like five years ago, he made enough money be, between him and his wife that, you know, his kids' kids' kids won't ever need to work. His, his wife's worth twice the amount he's worth. Yeah. His wife's yeah, worth like, He ain't hurting. He ain't hurting. Uh, yeah, like 50, he, she's worth 450. Let me tell you something. If, if I had a wife that was making three times the amount of money as, as me and, the, he, and, and she was like, you need to be around more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be around more. Like yeah. you know, uh, yeah. I, and I think everything you're saying is true. And you know, and he might be the goat on the field, but is he the goat dad in the home? Probably not. You but know, maybe. Like, hey, but, but maybe the bell went off. But maybe the bell went off for him. You know, maybe like, he just, saw the light and was like, "Hey, I don't want to miss my kid's middle school graduation and my kid's high school graduation and my kid's college graduation." Like you know? I just googled his kids. He was just Tom wishes he was there more for his kids. Like, motherfucker. Like, so it was probably written by that guy that Bill sent over earlier. So his kids are <laughs> his kids are eight, eleven, and fourteen. So like, and, uh, I mean, he, missed he, he has a child with um that actress, uh, another supermodel. Yeah. Another another supermodel. But like, huh? So she's insane hot. Yeah. So, but it's like, bro. Your your fourteen year old your fourteen year old and your eleven year old they're going to they might not say it now, but in twenty thirty years they're going to resent you because they might nah I wouldn't say that bro I wouldn't say that football is was more important to Tom Brady than being around for their ki- for his kids they're, they're fourteen bro they're fourteen I mean they're fourteen like, yeah but Matt but when so the the oldest one's fourteen. The middle one's 11, and the, the youngest is 8. So you say, like, out of the last contract, you knock five years off. Now you're talking about... Well, I mean, 
right, you know, a three-year-old, six-year-old, and a nine-year-old. Like that's he's a professional football player, the greatest football player arguably in the world. So he was that a boy, Jesse. He was he was doing <laughs> what he was doing. I mean, it's better that he comes to it now than like say like now 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 to your point, Jesse. Like if he's doing what Drew Brees is doing, which I think Drew Brees, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like there's a guy who needs to be there for his family, but instead he's on every goddamn commercial, every fucking pregame, postgame, fucking halftime show. Like, go the nobody fuck away. Like, I'm sick and tired of seeing fucking Drew Brees. Like, well, nobody gets like on talk about fatigue. Like, I, like, I'm like i sick and tired of fucking seeing Drew Brees. He's everywhere. Like, oh, I want to retire to be, you know, they all say that. Like, it's time for me to spend time more time with my family. Go be with your fucking family then, you know? No commercials. Jesus no, I mean, Christ. I think you, I mean, I, you know, and, 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 and I, you know, I guess you got to sometimes, you know, take things at their face value. I'm sure he probably had it, you know, and it should maybe come back, but he said it after they lost to the Rams. He's like, I'm satisfied. And like, he's never said that before to where he probably knew it. I mean, you know, he's walking away. I mean, he's handing back again. He doesn't need the money, but $16 million in roster bonus. He's not on the team in February 5th. So like, you know, he could have been a dick and waited till the 20th and, kept that 16 million and be like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm out Tampa, but he didn't want to hurt the bucks. And now they can take that money off their cap for next year. And that saves them. That's like huge for them. So I guess, again, I mean, that's I'm, coming from a guy again, who's got a supermodel wife who makes four times. You know, but then that also goes to show too, you know, and I understand the TB 12 that Brady got his money. I understand that from, you know, you, you know, I agree, Jesse, I'm sure. Kraft made sure Tommy got some extra money from, you know, TB12. But LeBron, you know, it just kind of shows you the night and dayness from guys like Tom Brady and LeBron, at least in my eyes, to where LeBron, because I saw it on, on Undisputed as well, they were talking about it, that LeBron's pitching to Palenka and the Lakers that he needs another all-star shooter, and this is bullshit, and this, and the other. Well, he demanded a max contract to make $45 million a year to come there. So maybe if he took thirty million like Brady did, he'd have enough. They'd have fifteen million more to go get a Danny Green or somebody else to make them a better team. But LeBron had to get his when he's already a billionaire, owns production companies, Nike contracts, and that's I guess what I'm saying. I appreciate, and again, I'm sure Tommy got his under the tape, whatever. But at least on paper, he did what was right for the team to make sure they could sign an extra linebacker, an extra D end. Look at Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Half this beef is because he wants to be the high state quarterback in the NFL, and he's crying that he has a number two receiver. Well, maybe if you didn't ask for forty-two million a year, Aaron, they could afford to get you know a Chris Godwin in the in the free agency market or somebody. So that's, I guess, one thing that I guess Brady kind of gets overlooked for a little bit. It's you know it was important to him to win, and he and again it's easy when you have a supermodel wife. I get it, I understand that, but basically in my eyes. Once you have $50, $60 million, that's more money than you ever really need in your life for, for most people. Some guys live like Floyd Mayweather and, and Scottie Pippen, and they're stupid. But for the majority of people who are smart, when's enough's enough? Well, I want my bag while I can get it. Well, then I guess winning isn't really that important to you because when you're Russell Wilson and winning's all you care about and he's upset that they don't have a DN and, and they don't have a tight end, Russ, you make $38 million. That's 22% of the salary cap. So how can you be upset you're not winning when you take up literally over 20% of your team's available money to spend? So that's why, I guess, with guys like Brady. That's probably why Tom Brady left the Patriots. 
Well, no, no. Well, they wouldn't even pay him that kind of money if he asked for it. But I mean, I mean, the Bucks. Tom Brady. He made twenty-seven million a year as the Bucks. I mean, that's Jimmy G money. You tell me yeah. that guy is greedy? No, he, but he got it. He's like, what's another eight million going to do for me when I can get maybe win and give that eight million back to the? Like, and that's what I'm saying. I guess. I well, he really didn't that. take a hometown discount to go to the Bucks. It's just, I mean, it's it's relative to the 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 average of a quarterback salary, right? He's not making the top money of. I, I'm trying to think who makes the top. I think Kirk it's Mahomes. But right now, I think okay. Mahomes and all those guys. Right, he's not making that top tier money. No, but that was because I mean Mahomes got in at a certain time and signed that contract. They locked him up. I mean. Brady's making 20, you said 28, 29. I'm looking at the numbers right now. That wasn't a hometown, I mean, a hometown discount, I guess. Yeah, it wasn't Mahomes' cousin's money, but he's still making a pretty decent penny. I mean, in, in 19, his last year with the Patriots, that was the most he made with the Patriots at 23 million. I And, and that's what I'm saying. And you're telling me at no point he wasn't a $30 million quarterback for that team? Yeah, I mean. So, yeah. I mean, and that's what, I mean, Nick Folk got 25 million from the Jags in 2019. Dude, it's, they yeah. funneled money through the TB12 company directly back to the Patriots, and the NFL did nothing about it because it was to, the golden boy Tom Brady. It was I'm, – well, I'm Googling articles on it, like people saying it's as plain as day. You just have to open the books up and look at it. So now that you know that, right, and now we sort of all sort of understand that, and then you add in the other bullshit that the Patriots did – and I'm not, sitting, I'm not sitting here and saying that Tom Brady is not the greatest. I'm not taking that away from him. Mm-hmm. But does he have a little bit of tarnish on that gold statue? Yes. I would okay. say yes. Yes. Uh-huh. The flake eight happened because he didn't come out and say, no, I didn't. He said, I don't think I cheated. That's not a no, Tom. It's, right. it's a yes or no question. Well, I don't think I did anything that was wrong. Again, it's a yes or no question. But my point, too, is – and I and – you know, and it can lead into the whole Dolphins thing with Stephen Ross a little bit. It's, well, if everybody knows Brady did that, why doesn't Patrick Mahomes start PM, PM 15? I want a PM 15 clothing line for hats and sneakers and pay me $25 million a year as Chiefs and then have the Hunt family funnel money in. Like, because guys don't want to fuck around with that. They're like, I want my money. Give me my money. I'm not. And again, it just shows how calculating and, and cunning Tom is. And the Patriots were, and Belichick to be like, all right, we'll keep you happy. We'll get, we'll, we'll get, we'll get cracked. And I, and I was trying to be funny with that, but I do agree that it, you know it's 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 definitely very questionable, if not wrong. But is it against the rules? I I, I don't know. I mean, you know, for a team to invest in a private company that a player owns. I mean, again, I'm, I'm asking the question. I don't. I don't no, know. Bill, they didn't no. invest. They didn't invest in the company. They back channel. They back channeled it. They had they had an office at the stadium, and like they the team paid TB twelve. Yes, but they can say. But it, but if you wanted to have your audit, they could easily say, "Oh, well, that fifteen million Kraft gave me five million was for marketing." They want to be a partnership. Like they could have made a paper trail to show that yeah. wasn't just a paycheck. So again, I'm not saying that makes it right. But they did it in a way, and I think that's what people – some of the frustration with Brady is is he got away with more because he was just – I don't want to say smarter, but did things that he that he couldn't get caught with. I mean, 
And he did with with the Flaky, and that's why they threw book at him for four games. And again, I'm not a Brad does a that Brady bad, does, that, does that but you but you just said earlier, like he took a hometown discount, so I wish other people could do that. But Jesse's point is like he actually kind of didn't. It was kind of like sneaky and kind of like slimy, and they were able to get a competitive advantage because of it. I'm like, surprised more I'm surprised more teams didn't. One, That's what I'm saying, Jesse. Like, ways or, a stink about it, or two, do it. Like that's what I, I mean. And 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 who knows? Maybe Goodell's like warned everybody that you know if anybody does this again, we'll come here again. I'm not a Brady advocate as far as you know. Is he the cleanest guy in the world? No, I think you know the Flakegate showed it. Belichick video, you know, you know, recording practices and shit. You know, like. I, I don't think he's the poster boy. Like it's everything else. It's everybody just, just looks at the results and it's like, well, how did he get there? So, so I, I, I respect that, that argument against him. What I'm saying is it's, you know, hate the player, not the game. Like he figured it out. Like if, you know, if, well, if, if Lori could have done that, why didn't Lori and Howie do it? Oh, well, we have integrity. All right. Yeah. Sure. You guys, you used to think of it. Like, and I think that's some of the hate with Brady. It's like, some of that shit they figured out how to do. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but then it's like, fuck, that was a great idea to do that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not defending it, but it's like they were cunning. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, I get your point. It, it, you know, he's not likable for you. And again, I don't, I don't root for Tom Brady. You know, it's, it's just, I guess I, I view it as, listen. I respect his greatness. I, we're never going to ever see someone like him ever again, in my opinion. Now, is could Patrick Mahomes be that guy? I don't know. To be honest with you, talking about salaries, I pulled up the numbers. Talk about a guy making the money he's making. I mean, fifty million in twenty thirty. Dude, it's crazy. He only made seven million this year because of the way they did the deal to keep Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. But next year he's up to like five thirty-eight. He's up to the high thirties next year. So it's uh, like next year he's making forty and a half. So exactly. So it's like. The Chiefs might already had their window. And like, had a four-year window. And, and let's be real. Let, let's be real. Mahomes, like that game, there there were drives that he looked like the best player to play the yeah, game in the years. And the second half, there were two different guys. You're and right. then, yeah, like that last five minutes, you're watching, especially like that last drive, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? No, you're right, dude. And then they fumbled that last one. They got lucky that they even tied it. Like, because in second half he was after that fourth that first first half play that the clock ran out he was nine for 20, 55 yards and two picks. That's a forty million dollar quarterback. Well, and, and we got that on our roster already. In the, the weird the weird thing is, like quarterback yeah. salaries are have gotten so ridiculous at this point that for the integrity of the game, one of two things has to happen: teams have to just be like, we're not going to pay them. Hundred percent. Or, or you need to have an exemption for the sal in the salary cap for the quarterback because Jesse, look at the model though. Now with Burrow, Mahomes, you need to hit on a guy, a young stud on a rookie deal, to where you could stack your lineup and hope that year two, three, four on his rookie deal, you get to the bowl. Like I mean, yeah, because I, I mean we had it with Carson. I mean we had that with Carson too. Carson's making five million a year as a rookie. How he loaded up on, you know, he, you know, he brought in Chris Long, he brought in Tory Smith, he brought in Nigel Bradham, 
He paid yeah. Jay Ajayi to get him up here because we had the money to. Once we started having to pay uh, Carson $38 million, we saw what how he had to do with, with getting league minimum guys. And it, it, it's, it's a coin flip with those kind of guys. Like well, and, Anthony and Harris was supposed to be, oh, he's going to be a linebacker, a steal. He was on the team after week eight. He got cut. And well, now the, it's our the, big linebacker signing. The so, bigger thing is we we still don't have cap space because of the bad deals that they had to take. Yeah, because no, we that went was, all in in 18, and I get that, in 18 and 19. We went all in. And but like we're we don't have cap space this year. We're not gonna have a. I mean, we're gonna have a good amount next year, but we we should have more. Did you say we have forty four million now for next year? Yeah, but if you look at the, we have the second most dead cap in the league next year. Yeah, and so, I guess about it more after we argued. And I guess I'm even though I'll, I'll probably never stop my Cali stance for multiple reasons. I respect what we did. When we thought we had a window. In yeah. 18, he just didn't, he just missed on everything he did. Like, and that's, all, that's the only thing. It's like, and I guess I'm okay. Like, and that's, I guess, to correlate that with the Sixers. And, I'm, and I'm, I promise I won't go down basketball road is that we can't sit on our hands for Sixers can't sit on our hands. Like you got to try to go all in now. Cause the window could be gone next year. Well, it's, it's so I respect Howie that he noticed that, but it just, unfortunately we whiffed on a lot of players, which sucks. I mean, and look at the Phillies. It was the same thing. Like, that window was open for, what, three years? And then it shot. Oh, for Phillies? We, I mean, we were on the East for five years in a row. But, yeah. like, it was like 08, 09, and then. Yeah, the year we won it, nobody saw us winning it. 09, we went back to Cliff Lee. 10, we signed Holiday. And then we got Roy Oswalt. You know, we had the four aces. You know, the, yeah, you're right. We had that four-year window when it was like, all right, we need to go win at least one more chip. And then it all fell apart. No, it did. So, and that's Has why. Everyone here, has everyone here been to a casino? Yeah. Ever played blackjack? Maybe. I mean, did you ever hit on black? Did you ever hit on a number and get all your chips? Did you ever think about rolling that same bet back again and trying to double your money? That's that's the that's the gamble that we're all talking about. Yeah. Well, it's if just you the- hit, you won, you got the money. Are you willing to take the gamble and the risk to throw it back on and let it roll again? Well, the, the, the frustration with Howie was more than anything was he got it. It wasn't just that he got a couple moves right in 2017. He got every move right. He got so many moves right. You lose your starting quarterback. You lose a Hall of Fame left tackle. You lose a Hall of Fame running back. You lose guys left and right, and they're still like, fuck it, let's just go win the Super Bowl. And they do it. So it's like you roll into that next year. You're like, all right, we got our guy back. We're going to do this. 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 We're feeling good about what we did the last year, and it's just like a giant wet fart. And you're just like – I'll start with Mike Wallace blowing his knee out that first game. It was like, ah, shit. (laughs) And and it was just so – yeah. I mean, go back farther, Jesse, when Chip Kelly traded away a lot of talented players on this team. Mm-hmm. And he was left with this, and he had to be creative. And luckily for him and the organization, I mean, listen, I know we kill him, but it's that's debatable, it's John. The team that's that debatable what you just said. What? That that Chip traded away guys and left Doug with nothing when he signed Darren Sproles, when he brought in Malcolm Jenkins, when he got Zach Ertz, when he got... I'm primarily, talk, I'm primarily talking about 
getting rid of your top, your number one receiver and your number one running back, which is absolutely unheard of for any team to do. And get pennies on the dollar back for both of them. Well, here's the thing I would disagree with on both of those. Sean already got paid his big deal from us. He was in his eighth year. And yes, he had two good more, two, two, maybe three years left. But, and again, D'Amico was a bad signing, but nobody really pays a running back a third big contract. So Deshaun, I can agree with that. He wasn't cooked. That was more a culture thing. But LaShawn, I don't know. I, I don't know any team that gives the guy three big contracts because he got a big contract from, from us too. So I get what you're saying. He was still our best running back. He was still a top five. I get what you're saying for sure. But, I mean, but, but, look, but look at Dallas and D'Amico. They didn't even give him one contract. They, they let him walk. So it's, it's, you know, and he led the league in rushing the year before. So, you know, I guess it's, it's one of those. I'm, I, I didn't even cut you off. I, I know what you're getting at, that the team lost weapons. But I do feel Doug got a pretty solid team in 16 because you had Kelsey. You had Lane Johnson. Um, you know, you had, you had Malcolm Jenkins, the heart and soul of that the defense. The bones were there. The bones were absolutely there. Yeah. So it you was, had to you know, filling in the pieces. No, it was on guys like Chris Long. Yeah. And Jerry and like Eric Blunt and Patrick and, Robinson. I mean, great signing. And and not to mention, like, yeah, Patrick Robinson. But like again, as much as we shit on guys like Nelson Aguilar, like he had a great He had a monster year. No, he did. Corey, I mean, Cle- he, Corey he Clement, an undrafted running back. Jake good, Elliott yeah. he traded for from the Bengals or picked up from the Bengals cut him. Picked up Jake Elliott. I mean, that was big. Yeah. I mean, th- there was a lot of things that went into that that and again. Luck has something to do with it. I don't. I don't disagree with that. You know, that's why you know that that's why you look at the teams that are in the Super Bowl now. You go L.A. and the Rams. I'm sorry, the Rams and, and Bengals. And you go, all right. Well, there's sort of two schools of thought, right? It's the storyline. It's the Rams who basically went out and said, "Here's a blank check. I, I want. I want to build my team off of not rookies, but I want to go get veterans. And I want Jalen Ramsey." And I want Odell Beckham and I want Von Miller and I want this and I want that. Go out and get me Stafford, trade for this. That's their team, right? And yeah, there's there's a few peppered in there, Cam Akers, Van Jefferson, Higby, like talented guys there, right? But they went out and got most of their guys, their core guys are are guys that they went out and got in free agency or traded for. You go over to Bengals and it's like, okay, they've sucked for how long? They drafted Burrow number one, they got Mixon, um, they got Chase at, at five. Um, e. Higgins the year before. Higgins, like, and, and peppered in a lot of those guys. Okay, who do they go out and get free agency-wise? Eli Apple? Um, I can't tell you anybody else. I can't name anybody else on their team. Like, it, it, a lot of it's homegrown. No, it's like how it's like two different schools of thought. They both got to the no, same. They signed – they signed their defensive end, Hendrickson. He was their big signing in the offseason, and he was a top sack guy, and he's a top sack guy. But, no, I mean, they're not littered with all pros. They're not, right. you know. Yeah, you they know. didn't go out and get, you know, a, you know, I don't, I'm trying to, you know, any anybody. They, they didn't, you know, they didn't trade for Von Miller. They didn't trade, you know, no. they, didn't, they, they didn't trade for Fred Warner, like a top oh. linebacker. You know, they made a couple moves in the offseason with the money they had, and then they peppered in veterans like how we did. Yeah. I mean, Trey Flowers, Vernon Hargraves. Remember, Vernon Hargraves was was like shunned from – I mean, he got traded to two teams. He was supposed to be really good. 
I mean, I'm just looking at some of the guys on their roster. I mean, their kicker's a rookie. McPherson, yeah, fifth-round pick. And he looks like a stud, so it's like – No, and, and you're right. It's, it's you got to have that core, and you got to have three or four veterans you pay league minimum on prove-it deals that prove it. <laughs> that, like, okay, this guy can start. And that's what how we did. I mean, I, I still feel – and that's what made me at about 18 is when we let LeGarrette Blunt go. When LeGarrette Blunt was the heart and soul of that backfield – and literally was that thumper this team. And then we didn't we let him go. We let him go back to the Patriots for a league minimum two million again. It's like those are the things that infuriated me with him. Oh, that was the Lions. He went to the Lions. Okay, Lions. He got league minimum though. He didn't get no, paid. He got, he got he got a contract. So we could have paid him what we had when when the guy when the guy ran from hundred yards a game in the playoffs for us and had a touchdown. He and again I get it. You can't pay everybody, but. Like certain guys, you got to. He got two million. He got two million, but that's league minimum. So, or or just above whatever it was back then. But I guess like, you know, that's where my questions for him started showing major chinks. It's like, all right, you, you did great in seventeen, like Jesse said, but then that's in the eighteen, most, it started. Sorry, Bill, I didn't interrupt you. That's the most he was ever paid in his career. Yeah, for one year because he had because he basically he never made more than that kid. He punched that kid and that ruined his career coming out of college. And he was like a, like a third round pick or whatever from Tampa, Tampa drafted him. And he, and, and he just, he was, he was buried behind Doug Martin in his career for a while. And then he kind of found, he went to the Patriots. But I guess my point is it's, you know, you held on to Darren Sproles a year too long, but you let like Eric Blunt go, you know, it's like shit like that. Like you let Tory Smith go and you brought in Mike Wallace. And again, not his fault. He got hurt, but like those are the little things that like, but now I guess, and, and if you want to call it luck, you can call it luck. Or you can call it not, you know, I guess it's, I want to say it's not fair to say he's not managing the roster properly. But, you know, I guess it's, it's I don't know if, he, if, if Doug had, who had to say, but it's like, why wouldn't you want to hold on to guys that you can afford to that help you win a championship? And, again, um, I know you can't, you know, hold on to guys too long. I mean, that was one of our strengths with Joe Banner. But, I mean, but at the, at the end of End of the day, it's it's real simple. The exception, uh, even the home Super Bowl year, you got to have lucky guys. Then you have got to have quarterbacks that can play at an elite level. And Nick did for those two games, and we won. Yeah. Joey Burrow is not playing lights out, but he's not making mistakes, and he's making big plays when he has to. Same with Matt Stafford, not playing lights out. You know, he had, you know, I, I think he had at least one pick yesterday or a couple of days, but he should have had two, obviously. But but on those last drives, he made money throws. And that's how you win in the NFL when it's game when it's go time, and Jimmy G didn't. He had a chance with two minutes to go and didn't. And it's, so it's like, you know, minus him, I don't know of any Super Bowl team in the last how however long you want to go. Maybe maybe since the Rams and Jared Goff in eighteen, where both quarterbacks in the bowl weren't like top level guys. So it's I, I guess that's still the, the the secret sauce in the NFL. It's you know, unless you're the Giants, you have an elite defense and then a guy like Eli, who's a game manager. But, you know, but then you have I guys guess. like then you got guys like Odell, who I go back to the LeBron effect and go, oh, you know what? Well, I got traded here. First of all, they gave me some money. And well, no, he was playing off the Giants contract, I guess, because didn't the Giants give him a shit ton of money? And then he yeah, they did for the Browns, and then the Browns. Um, right. they, so he's like, I'm at the Browns now, and I'm like, nah, you know what? I don't want to play there anymore. But I'm only going to go to a contender, so I'm either going to choose the Packers or the Rams. It's like, 
okay, LeBron. Like, no, I agree. It's not, a, you know, and that's, I guess, you know, it's taking the purity and sanctity of the game away when things like that happen. Like in NBA, there's buyouts. It's like, oh, they all of a sudden some pretty decent guy gets traded or an old veteran who could still play gets traded. Like, nah, we're going to settle with you, give you a buyout. And then what do they do? They ultimately go to the top two contending teams in the NBA. No, like, I, I, people have been saying it for years, free agency ruined professional sports. It's that simple. You know, the system is broken. Should teams, should players be able to be mobile? Yes. But the current system makes it a bounty, a bounty league in every sport, no matter what it is. It, it, you know, I mean, even the Sixers now, they're willing to be, they're over the, they're over the luxury cap tax, but you can only go over so much. So it's like, they're not playing by the rules, really. They're spending more money than you're supposed to. And there's actually a limit. You can't go over a certain amount, even. The Warriors did it with KD to win a championship. Nobody shit on them for paying the luxury tax for those three years. Oh, uh, well, because why? Because we like Steph and Clay and KD, and I like them too. But it's like it's like anything else in life. We pick up the people we don't like or teams we don't like, and then the ones we do, we justify their wrongdoings. Like the Rams right now are basically, are you know, the Bucks are like the Rams, kind of how they are. You're saying they added Gronk, Leonard Fournette, but the Bucks drafted Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Cameron Brait, O.J. Howard, so – their team was already in place. The Rams just literally picked and poked from everybody, and then there are the darlings. Oh, my God, look at Sean McVay. We love Matt Stafford. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, what do you mean? They colluded in Mexico while he was under contract with another team. But since it's Matt Stafford and he's a nice guy and, you know, we like him and we like Sean McVay, it's okay. But then Deshaun Watson can go on a boat with Stephen Ross, and it's like, oh, oh my God. They wanted, to meet, they wanted to have me meet with a quarterback under contract. Oh, there's another lawsuit coming. It's like, wait a minute. That's what because you, you said it. Well, what did Matt Stafford do? The same fucking thing. Same exact thing on a beach. Oh, and they, they even say, oh, they ran into each other in Cabo. Now, I've been to Cabo. I know you guys probably have. I don't know if I just run into people randomly on a beach. Maybe I'm at the wrong resort. We, we don't go to the right resorts. But to say they ran, I mean, read the articles. I bumped into Sean McVay in Cabo. Oh, you bumped into him in Cabo. I think him and Shanahan were both there. Shanahan was trying to court him as well. No, and that's what I mean. So it's like, but we like Shanahan because he's NFL royalty. It's Mike Shanahan's kid. And oh, oh, but, oh, but, you know, but Stephen Ross, he's the big bad owner. And how dare he try to get somebody on his yacht? And again, I'm not defending that situation, but I'm just saying it's, if you like somebody, it's everything in life. Oh, well, you know, it's a, oh, it's a good guy. Oh, Deshaun, he's an evil person. How dare you meet somebody? He's on their cot. It's like, well, what is it? It's six in one hand, half dozen in the other. It's I the mean, same I'm, thing. I'm looking at the Rams. They've drafted a lot of that team. No, they did. What? Cup, Higby, Akers. Uh, Jefferson. But they picked up, you know, again, he's retired. Uh, they, you know, they traded for Ramsey. They, they drafted Van Jefferson. They drafted uh, – uh, they got a lot of picks out of Taylor Rapp. Uh, Daryl Henderson has, has, has a little pop. Like, they – they drafted Gennar, Gennar, Gerald Everett. They drafted Cooper Cup. They drafted Josh Reynolds. Like, they drafted a lot of guys. Now, granted, the last couple of years, they've gone all in with draft picks, and they won't have another first-round draft pick for another three years. So, like, their window to win is probably this year and next year before that bill comes, you know, before that Yeah, they're, the, they're the Eagles too. of 18 and 19 where it's like, all right, we got to win another Super Bowl, and then we'll deal with the shit later. And I get it. I'm not – that wasn't a shot at the Eagles. 
But that's what they're doing. They just got lucky and got to the bowl again. Like, or, or yeah. for that. So, I mean, that's the only difference is we did the same thing. It's just they, they pan out a little better is all. And, the, and I get that, you know. But and, I guess we haven't talked about much of the uh, the blind – if you guys want to, the Brian Flores shit. Dude, I, so while you guys were talking about basketball for an hour and a half, um, I really, I really don't, I really don't want to talk about that. I, okay. dude, I, I read a bunch of the, the, um, so we're, we're a minute, we're an hour and 43 minutes in. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think the episode has almost run its course. I don't well, think so. We need to talk about that. They have 40 players that are getting ready to, or 40 individuals that are getting ready to sign on to this thing with Flores. And the the brief that they filed with the court or the lawsuit, whatever you want to call it, it's really, really damning what the, um, the statistics and the quotes and the precedent that they, that they lay out in this, in this thing. Like this is going to get, really 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 ugly for the league like i, I feel bad for the washington commanders they're not going to have a chance yeah. to, to, to <laughs> reveal their logo any, tomorrow is that their name is that their name yeah yeah it got leaked but like well no it didn't get leaked they, they put the shit up and somebody flew the the news helicopter flew by and they could see it yeah, yeah. Like, fucking amateurs um, <laughs> but like it, so this yeah, is we'll have to be watching the commanders in the yeah, I'm all pixely and shit. Come on, and man. Then, and then on top of it, pretty the, goddamn tiffs. The <laughs> the other wild thing is the um the the part about the the owner asking him to throw games and offering him screen passes all game. <laughs> I'd be so, throwing that uh, Dougie P quick out, you know, yeah. yards behind. play the swimming pass to the running back on third I mean, and seven. Best play, <laughs> it's best play in the playbook. If it's third if down, that, punt, punt. That's a punt. If that comes <laughs> out to be true, the the league is going to have to take the team away from him. No. Now, the, I, I did hear that 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 the, like that's the one damning thing that would be like the other thing you could dance around and probably whatever. But if that comes out to be true, then he's done. Like they're gonna make him sell the team, like for well, real. That's impossible for. You know, I mean, I guess at that point he's got to have either a recording or. Yeah, he's got to have proof. Like he said or you something, have to have but some proof of that, which like, you know, or the leak that be like, you know, kind of in the closed door, John, like even you're out. If like, he's got just, text like messages from fucking Bill Belichick, fucking up. Yeah, the Belichick thing happened to like the last couple of days, like that. Yeah. The the thing on the boat, it wasn't like. Oh, I doubt he was like, let me take a selfie here with Deshaun Watson just for just for my records. Belichick on his flip phone. He, the guy's oh, probably, God. He's the one. He's the smoking gun in all this. Just well, that earlier, Cooper Bill. <laughs> and then not just that. Um, so the somebody retweeted or tweeted out like about the Flores thing. So uh, Harbaugh's going to be the coach of the Vikings. The Vikings. Huh? Is that confirmed? Uh, apparently, he was cleaning out his. He's no longer in his office at the the at the min, at Minnesota, or, um, Michigan. At Michigan, he's not they, there, and they flew him in. And today's the first day. I think recruits can show up to the campus, so I think your coach would want to be there for that. Yeah, I he's think. gone. Like he's gone. So he's basically 
going to be announced the coach tomorrow while the Vikings are doing their due diligence, doing the Rooney rule interviews today. And it was basically like the art of the Vikings put out a press release. Oh, we just interviewed the giants defensive coordinator, uh, Patrick Graham for the position. And a couple minutes later, somebody else was like, Oh, cause they're about to hire Harbaugh. It's already been decided. So like, this is dirty and it's gonna, it's gonna get real ugly for the league really quick. So yeah, I mean, it's, you know, but I guess I'm, like John said it earlier and, you know, um, I guess it's, I, I, I get, I, I, I mean, I'm not whatever rule or not, whatever, but I guess if you don't really want to coach, cause I mean, I know even if he wins this, it's like, I, I don't know how somebody, I mean, how he could get hired again as a head coach somewhere. You know, I, I have a feeling this is, this was like a, you know what, this is worth the sacrifice. Adam, Adam Schefter, I think put it best. He said that he did this. I mean, and I think we talked about it, like, he did it very similar to how Colin Kaepernick did it. Like he's taking a stand and, you know, respect for that. And a good, I mean, like, I don't think you'd ever. He basically him. came out and already said it. He yeah, said, he said, I'm pretty much not going to coach again. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, we'll see what happens. Shitty thing to have happen for the NFL um, before the, before the Super Bowl. I'm sure, like I said, Roger isn't happy, but. Again, if there's an issue and a problem, then I guess we're going to look into it and come to and, a conclusion. And a lot of this, I mean, it probably came to a head with the the Bill Belichick text messages that dumb yeah, boomer fuck the cap off. Did that probably was? And here's the other thing, Jesse. You think Belichick's just conniving that he did that on purpose? Like blowing I mean, blow, blow this lid off as like a fuck you to to Goodell? That would be. That would be hilarious. Because, I mean, like, how do you – I mean, again, I don't know how, the, how he does his phone, but a guy, one guy is Brian Dable, one Brian Flores. So, like, you wouldn't even put – well, I guess if you put Brian P and Brian F, maybe that for the name. But how do you not know – Who you're talking I mean, to? I mean, I mean, we've all texted people wrongly, so I'm not saying that. But not four or five times. Like, it might be like, yo, dude, when are you coming over? And it's like, is this for me? Oh, my bad. That for somebody else. Yeah. You don't say, yeah, you know, if he had, like, four or five exchanges the- – and the but. the wild thing is, so like I'm, I read the whole thing. The 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 doc, the complaint is 58 pages long. Like I follow a couple Eagles uh, people on Twitter that are like lawyers, and they were saying like the amount of legwork that this thing took to get done from the day that that text was sent till now, it it basically that law firm probably had to drop everything they were working on and move heaven and earth to, to get this thing over the finish line as quickly as they did. Well, think about it. It's you're working on a, a, a an action suit against state farm for insurance claims. And then it's like, yeah, you want to take on the NFL a hundred billion dollars. Oh, gee, let me think here, guys. Sure. It's every intern, every lawyer. It's, this is your new, you know, so it's, you know, that's big dollars. It's, it's big exposure. And, you know, it, you know, it'd be like one magnify if, if Nike called and said, "Hey, we need some new stuff. Can you can you, can you, can you get to us in two weeks?" I'm sure your guys' bosses would be like, "Gee, let me think about that." Uh, and anybody, so I so I get that. It's like that kind of money. It's you know, sorry, I didn't mean to name drop companies, but <laughs> um, well, and like the the law firm is the one that um, ended Harvey Weinstein's career. 
Yeah, no, I mean, those kind of guys don't lose cases. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't. Like, they're there to make you, beat you into submission to where you're going to settle because they're going to just keep hammering you and hammering you, and you're going to want this to go away somehow. <laughs> and that's what's... So, I mean, that's clearly... They're going to take this, this all, and they probably feel they got a lot of ammunition, and they're mm-hmm. going to come out machine gun fire. So, yeah, no, I guess... And, and you wonder if they t- dropped it now because they want to try to say, fuck you to Super Bowl week. You oh, know? absolutely. You know, they could have waited three weeks. What's the, what's the difference between now and three weeks? It's no, they want to, you know, they want to show a, a throw a shit sandwich. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying right or wrong. That's whatever. Another conversation. But the timing on, and on top of it, the day Brady announced retirement, another kind of kick in the dick, you know? So it's, yeah, it's just definitely a calculated, uh, time, you know, press release from the uh, law firm. So, yeah, no, I guess it's um, you know it's, we talk about it all the time. There's bigger things in life than sports, and you know Brian, you know, made a decision, and you know, you know, and you know, and he would, you know, brave enough to do it. And I guess it's you know we'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. You know, hopefully the truth comes out, whatever it is, from both sides. And it's uh, yeah, but this is definitely will. You guys are right. This will send some shockwaves, you know, through the league for sure. That you know. I, there's going to be a lot of late nights at uh, where, where's NFL headquarters in New York? Is that is it is it in the city? Yeah, it's isn't it on like Park Ave or? Going to be a lot of late nights on uh, Park Ave for for the, the Goodell and the boys because this is going to be, you know, he he thought he was getting ready to do a Super Bowl tour week and it's going to be like yeah, Raj, hold that ticket, pal. <laughs> so It'll we'll be interesting to see. Yep. Well, until next week. Oh, do we want to do? Jesse. Do we want to do? Do we want to do picks real quick, or do we want to do that next week? I think I think we all know who what the picks are. We'll do next are. week, Jesse, because yeah, we'll, we'll do next week because the game. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Ooh, and we can talk bowl. about Senior Bowl and make Matt want to blow his brains out. Well, that, well, that's, yeah. that'll be our Thursday breakthrough edition when Howie drools over Kenny Pickett on his starting quarterback next year. Small hands. Sounds good. Till then, full time. <laughs>